Thank you for listening to the FCS Podcast with your hosts, Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, do you believe? And welcome back to the FCS Football Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Joe DeLeon. And on the other end of this Discord chat is Mr. Sean Anderson, my very good friend. We are your go-to source for FCS football content, the best show out there for analysis, and also the most entertaining go-to one. So, Sean, from what I understand, you were telling me before the show, you have a, a pretty, oh, we can- <laughs> you have an interesting excursion occurring this week. Well, I do wish I, I, it's not an excursion that's interesting. It's like I'm an going excursion. to Frisco for the for the <laughs> national championship for the FCS football, or to Miami to uh, for Super Bowl week uh, to meet with some of the uh, believe big shots. But um, it's an excursion to uh, my dentist, um, and Joe finds it comical that my dentist is still named or is named uh, Precious Smiles of Virginia. No, that that's not the comical part. That it I, is that's not that odd. I am more concerned by the fact that you told me that you still go to a children's dentist. Yeah, it is. It's a children's dentist, and I'm easily the oldest person going there. And I'm the. It doesn't help uh, that my stature and yeah. my feet are always hanging off of the uh, the chairs that they put me on. <laughs> you know, I I just maybe one day, I don't know, maybe by the time I'm thirty, <laughs> I'll be able to go to a dentist that doesn't give out goodie bags or doesn't play uh, Finding Nemo or Mickey Mouse Clubhouse above me on the TV screen. <laughs> See, the, the what, you, what you pointed out about the age thing is 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 obviously funny, but I'm I am more entertained by the fact that see, if I was going to a children's dentist, I don't think it would be that it would be odd, but it wouldn't be that odd. But the fact that you're 6'6 and probably a little under 300 pounds right now, like going to a children's dentist, I'm sure there's a lot of kids in there that are like Whoa, look at that big man. They've known me for like 12 years, dude. It's it's insane. Do you, any, do you think any kids get scared in all honesty? Uh, they're, no, they're too scared of the dentist themselves. And it's always some kids screaming. Oh. They're uh. screaming bloody <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm sure seeing you there is not really welcoming to them either. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, the last time I went, I think they were like, we're, we're sick of it. So we're going to floss you extra hard. I, I, was, I was so... <laughs> They're like, get your stupid ass out of here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Don't come back. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there like, I'm never coming back. And then tonight, my mom just springs it on me. Remember, everybody, precious smiles tomorrow, 3 3 p.m. (laughs) So this is a group trip. This is the full Sean Anderson family venture. Yeah, me and my two little sisters. Who drives? Who my my little, oh, I'll drive. Okay. And my sis- my little sisters, one in college, one a junior in high school, they don't seem to mind at all. They like the place. I'm the only one that is always not thrilled to be going to a children's dentist. Uh, that, that's because you're an adult male that was I a know. former football player, so you feel emasculated by the fact that you're at a children's dentist. The last time <laughs> I went, we were talking about uh, when I was going to graduate from college. And this time I'm going to say, hey, yeah, I just graduated from college. I'm a grown-ass man. Yes. <laughs> and yes, I will. And they're going, okay, here's your bag with your toothbrush and your floss and your toothpaste. I'm like, oh my goodness. Do, do you go to a, what dentist do you go to? Oh, God. I, I, I wish you didn't ask me that. What uh, do you mean? 
I, well, I, 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 there have been periods of time where I haven't been home, so I haven't been to a dentist in over a year. No, two oh, years. Just for like a cleaning? I haven't gone at all, and I keep telling my dad, like, I, I need to make an appointment because I have not been to it. I don't even have a dentist right now. I don't. There were there was an even worse transitional period where my this is see this is content we should be saving for get to the point because this is I, really, I, I didn't want to I wanted to talk about the fantastic week of FCS football that we have coming up. Not you wanted but to no, talk Joe, about Joe, you wanted to talk about your you dentistry. I have a dentist appointment tomorrow for scheduling uh, implications. Okay. No, you told me you want to open with funny this. and you want to you want to see uh, everybody laughing at me. <laughs> Uh, do you want me to tell my end of the story? Or should we save it for get yeah, to the point? No, no, no. Just let's hear yours. Uh, so there was like a three-year period of time where I didn't go to a dentist because my dad uh, dated the uh, the hygienist at the dentist and then broke up with her. So I couldn't go back. And instead of finding me a dentist and, and even considering it, we just I didn't go to one for a period of time. But then my dad started going to another dentist and they just didn't say anything to me. And I'm like, all right, thanks. God, who would have known this is such a touchy subject? And also, who would have thought that we were going to open with <laughs> with the most important game of the year? We're talking about dentists. I just... It's <laughs> uh, so funny you dated a hygienist. That's so funny. All right. Do you want to tell the listeners how this layout is yes. going to work for this week? Yes. So this week, we have a fun approach how we're going to do things. We The past two weeks, we've only had one show. So it's been a little, a little, been a little bit different. So what we're doing this week, because it is the immaculate big week of the national championship, we're going to be doing two shows. Today's show is going to be strictly James Madison conversation. Then the Wednesday show that will be coming out will we'll be open with our doctors. Yeah, we'll open with, with <laughs> stories about our doctors, which I have also not seen in multiple years. <laughs> I probably have something. Um, <laughs> we're going to be doing North Dakota State, a strictly North Dakota State show where discussing offensive and defensive game plan, and then we're going to finish it up with doing our game picks. So that one's going to be a little bit longer in terms of overall content. Don't know what the duration's going to punch out at, but still, that is how things are mapping out right now. Sound good to you, we Sean? We like it. We're, yeah, we're trying to... Because uh, we know we have JMU listeners, and we know that we have North Dakota State listeners, so we'd like to give them each their own little piece of the pie, uh, where if you want to hear about your team, you're going to hear all about them, and then if you want to hear about the opposing team and how we think you're going to fare up, you can listen to that episode too. Yeah, and also instead of just shoving it all into one long episode, and right. because of the the impact of the national championship, might as well take a deep dive into as much of this stuff as possible. So... Kicking right on into it for James Madison University, let's discuss the offensive game plan. So I'll take us in, into the first point of emphasis here that I acknowledge. And I think one of the things that needs to be known here is limiting passing situations that result in tight windows. And if you if you watch Ben DiNucci play, he's a bit willing to throw the ball into a lot of tight situations. And it, they're very risky, but he has big receivers that can make those plays. But this is a North Dakota State defense that is very, very good at turning the ball over. They have 16 interceptions this season, so you need to be very, very careful where you're placing the ball, and you just need to be very strategic about things. Also, Ben DiNucci needs to make sure he's not forcing things because, again, he has big, good 
good big bodied receivers that can make plays, but North Dakota State has very good safeties that are ball hawking and can track the ball from any end of the field. Now, I agree with you there, Joe. Uh, and when I see this JMU offense and how they're going to run it, uh, I see that their offense runs through two key components their rushing attack and the Stapletons. And within that, I'll focus on the Stapletons here, the size of their wide receivers and tight ends. They love routes where size makes a big difference at James Madison. Comeback routes where the receivers and tight ends can box out the defenders and get their long arms out to the ball under, under minimal uh, contestion. Uh, not a word, but it, it you know what now. I'm saying. It is now where you're not going to have as highly a contested ball with that type of route uh, being able to extend and box them out, uh, like going for a rebound in basketball. Uh, out routes where they can extend are also a big focus in their route tree uh, just because, I mean, we saw it when we played JMU, and we also saw it with other offenses that we played, uh, one being Virginia Tech, where you see how they had an uh, offensive wide receiver who was about 6'3", 6'4", and they would just throw him out routes all day, and he could just extend to where a defensive back couldn't get it. And that's what JMU likes to emulate also. So their game plan, I think, is going to focus around routes that are best for their receivers and the size of their receivers. And one thing we've seen all year, which is establishing consistency with the run game, with uh, Percy Ajay, uh, Ajay Obasay, and then also Juwan Hamilton, and then also Danucci can run as well. But establishing that run game with that three-headed monster, it'll cause defenses to have to put another man on the line of scrimmage or another man in the box, and that'll create a lot of one-on-one -on -one man situations. So, like you said, those out routes are going to work really, really well if they're in press or if they're just in man in general, and you have those big body guys that have long arms and can make those grabs. I, I also think that when you look at North Dakota State's defense, one thing that is a bit noticeable that they're not going to blitz the hell out of you, but they will send some second level blitzes. They're not going to bring any, uh, they're not always going to bring people up to the line of scrimmage, but they will send you that pressure from the second level and they will try to catch you off guard. So the, the way you, Prepare yourself that for that is just having a proper slide protection, IDing things. Once you see somebody coming, sliding and picking up and, and, and calling out your man, good communication. I'm not really worried about JMU's offensive line having any issues with picking up blitzes because if you watch the amount of time that they're able to create for Danucci, it's, it's crazy how long he can hold the ball before he has to throw it and how much time he has to diagnose things. And against Weber State... He was able to. They were able to do that pretty well against a very good pass rush. Yeah, he was sipping tea back there, and that offensive line. I don't think they'll have uh, many issues, and maybe North Dakota State will get creative, and then they'll start dialing up some out of the ordinary blitzes for them. But regardless, I mean, JMU, seeing all the teams that they played, there isn't a blitz that North Dakota State is going to throw at them that they haven't seen before. I don't believe, and that that happens with all offensive lines eventually you see all the blitzes that, that can be brought uh, just because structurally within all the gaps and the defensive rules and being on a string, it's it's finite. Um, so I think JMU will be well prepared, so I'm agreeing with you there on that slide. And the one thing that you really touched on that I, I, I'm wholeheartedly in agreement with is in these big games, it's communication, especially with that offensive line. You need to make sure – the mic is ID'd. You need to make alerts if you see uh, pressure coming or if you think that there's even a possible pressure coming. So I, I really agree with you there with that communication point that you made. 
Yeah, and if you don't communicate properly and somebody does squeak through or maybe somebody slides to pick up a, a blitzing linebacker, North Dakota State has the talented defensive ends in Derek uh, Tezuka. I, I, for, I always mess up pronouncing that name. I heard it correctly on a broadcast, but I'm going to go with it's Derek Tsuka or something like that. Regardless, he, him and also Spencer Wage, both of them very, very talented. So if, if you give them any little bit of room because of a miscommunication, they're going to wrap up and finish on Ben DiNucci. And when things start to break down for him, he's going to throw the ball away and that's going to result in a loss of a down essentially. So you did very key on communication. Like you said, the other thing too here that, uh, the, you know, final thing that I had is just being very balanced in your, in your play calling. You can't really lean one way or, or the other because JMU's defense will realize what is not working and find a way to completely shut it out. So against Montana State and also against Illinois State, they were able to shut down their run game, so that caused a lot of issues for them being able to throw the ball. Now, Illinois State was not throwing the ball as often as Montana State was, but closing things down and and completely filling every single gap and not allowing any extra penetration or uh, getting extra penetration to not allow any extra yards on those running plays forced them to throw the ball way too much. And they were hamstrung in their play calling because they had to throw the ball so often. Right. No, it's, it's about balance and it's about, <clears throat> and I say it every time it's about who can get the other team out of script first and out of, out of balance first. And that's how it works in all the football. When you have to, when your only resort is, is, chucking it uh what is 40 times a game 50 times a game then you're you're done for you just are that's a good point that you said that in all in all of football that's really how you get an advantage and in a game like this really it is going to be because you have two really good coaches with all talented players on both rosters so whoever really hits that imbalance first might have the uh the biggest disadvantage in trying to compete before we get to the JMU game plan for the defense, I would love to tell you all about Manscaped. Uh, support for this Believe Football FCS podcast comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It is 2020. You know what that means. New year, new, be, new me, new balls. Men, listen up. If you're going to pick any New Year's resolution this year, let it be to take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. Joe, I know your girlfriend is heading to California this semester, but that's no <laughs> excuse to stop grooming yourself down there. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag you. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past, and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls, Joseph. That's just dirty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put a deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BLEAVE, spelled B-L-E-A-V, at manscaped.com. Start the new year off the right way by using the best tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. One more time, get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLEAVE at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code BELIEVE. Sean's already putting his order in as he was doing the read for that. <laughs> um, his girlfriend complains too much. So we're now moving on to the defense. <laughs> oh, no, he, oh, he 
now we're going to go on to the defensive game plan. From what I really noticed on tape is that JMU is very good at establishing and creating pressure. And the way that they do that is bringing five down linemen, sometimes six, putting as many people up on the line as possible to generate that pressure. Sometimes they'll pull those guys out, but essentially trying to eliminate any possible open rushing lanes. And that's going to be very key going against this very, very good North Dakota State offense and really good rushing attack. Illinois State, when they played North Dakota State, did a little bit of this. They brought a lot of five-man fronts to close down on the running lanes, and that really did not give any room for Lance and Brooks to operate. So if you're able to close those things down, it forces those third and longs, which are very, very hard to get, and that's what Illinois State was actually very, very successful in doing. But in addition to that, though, is that if you're going to bring that additional pressure, I think that they can really rely on their rangy, long-armed corners like Rashad Robinson that are good in press and in man. So if you have to bring that extra pressure, they'll be fine on the island. You don't need to worry about them. Just keep bringing the heat and keep trying to prevent anything bigger than really a four-yard rush from Lancer Brooks. Now, Joe, you're looking for a bare front here mm-hmm. for James Madison on defense, which I, I can agree with completely because you're learning from what Illinois State did, which was probably the defense that played North Dakota State best this year. For me, though, when I see James Madison, I have to th- I have to think that North Dakota State is already preparing for something like that because – I mean, you know what it is. You know what happened versus Illinois State. You know what film that they're going to turn to and look at. I think that you have to keep a spy on Trey Lance. Mo has to be most of the game here. I, obviously, he's he, he's not the ultimate scrambler, but he's definitely mobile enough to make you pay if he gets out of the pocket. Uh, consider him like he's another skill player and have a linebacker reading him on every potential pass play, maybe even any run play for the design quarterback runs. I'm sure they're already game planning for the quarterback sweeps and all that and the the quarterback draws and those are just plays that you have the game plan for. I know that we did that. And I know that every other college team does that, but it's a little more of an exception when you have this guy that can read it so well. So it's really containing the uncontainable and Lance who both has scripted runs for him that you have to always have an eye on and who can go off the script and make you pay outside of the pocket. Another thing too, with Lance in the offense in general is if they're not running the ball with him and they're not, establishing the run game some of the things that they do when they throw the ball is a lot of dump offs Lance is not afraid to dump things off to flare flare outs out of the backfield and he also likes to throw some screens keep things really really simple allow your playmakers to pick up those extra yards so being prepared for those things not being overly aggressive and not getting caught off guard because you're trying to pressure and get after Lance you got to be able to find that proper and right balance in doing things. And I I do agree with you, though, in the one thing that you said, which is spying Lance. If you don't have eyes on Lance, he can completely catch you off guard. And what North Dakota State tries to do to create some confusion is use a lot of motion. So sometimes they'll motion a guy in the slot all the way over, and then he'll motion back for a fake handoff, and Lance will keep the ball. So they'll do things like that to confuse an opposing defense because there's misdirection. You don't entirely know who's going to be getting the football. So if you have that single eye on him and you have somebody paying attention to him at all times, they can't really break away with that stuff. Right. And and talking on your point here about the screens and the, the dump offs uh, screens, especially, I mean, DACA and Carter on the ends. I mean, they are excellent 
excellent uh, pass rushers, uh, but they're also very twitchy and fast. So they have to be able to read a screen when they see a screen, and, and they need to be able to help out their uh, back seven and um, and be able to turn and, and try to get a tackle on that guy before he starts getting some momentum. Uh, it, I mean, they're fast enough to to catch up to a running back before he gets started. Uh, but it's just a matter of being able to read it in time and not getting too deep, I guess. If it's, but that's hard to do because I mean they're gonna they're so quick off the ball that they're already gonna be three yards deep before the the linemen are already are already making their breaks. So it's just a matter of recognizing screen downs when they might possibly bring one. It's gonna be a complicated game for both offense and defense to deal with all the things that they can really throw at them. We're we're gonna have to see though what happens in this game. We'll end up picking the final. Uh, the final winner of the national championship on the Wednesday show. But uh, I think that's it from us, Sean. Thank you for tuning in as always. Be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. And if you're not sure where to find us, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it, we are there. If you still can't find us, go to believe.com, spelled B-L-E-A-V.com, where they have hundreds of wonderful other shows on a number of various different topics. Also follow us on social media at Believe Podcasts, B-L-E-A-V, and follow me at Joe DeLeon, and you can follow Sean at SeanAnderson65. Lastly, also, if you did not catch last week's show and you're interested in joining our Discord channel, we started a Discord and simply just allows for discussion points and conversations for fans, and if you want to have a, a, be able to talk and be part of the community, feel free to reach out to us. We also might just straight up put out the link on Twitter, giving the opportunity for people to join it. The other cool thing too, is there are ways if we have enough people in there for us to essentially stream through discord. So that way it means when we're recording, you can hop on and listen in as if it was a live radio show. If you want to hear what we were talking about and all that stuff, stay tuned for Wednesday as the national championship is slowly coming towards us.